Hey, yeah, you. Do you want to start a podcast but don't know where to start? Try Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast ever. So even if you have zero podcasting experience, Anchor makes the process simple so you can focus on your content. It is an audio host website that makes recording, editing, and storing your audio easy. Anchor will even help distribute your podcast to other sites such as Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and other major audio platforms. With a clean user interface and design, Anchor gives you the tools you need to get your voice heard around the world. Give Anchor a try. Tell them the K2B Podcast sent you. Welcome, and join us as we do life as men, tackling relevant topics unfiltered, keeping it real while keeping the balance. This is the KTB Podcast. All right, welcome to the KTB Podcast. I'm your host, Ernie, and my co-host, Raymond. What's going on? What's going on? And so here we are. We are today's episode... Is brought to you by. No, I'm just playing. We we don't have any sponsors. Almost. Yet. <laughs> it sounded good though. It sounded good. It did right the way that I kind of rolled that in there. But Mewies. um, but before we go ahead and dive into our our this new um topic that we're gonna dive into, I want to go ahead and put in a plug for our social media. Right. So uh, we love to hear you guys' feedback, and we also put a lot of information out there. And one way to get that information would be our Twitter page. So you can follow us at the KTB Podcast on Twitter and Instagram uh, at the KTB Podcast. And email is ktbpodcast at gmail.com. That's ktbpodcast at gmail.com. We will love to hear you guys' feedback and input and um, support, overall support. Yeah, no, absolutely. If you guys go ahead and give us feedback, like we always mentioned in our previous episodes, uh, we definitely check that on a regular basis. And if we see some feedback there, your feedback may pop up in our next, well, more than likely it'll pop up in the next episode that we record because that's pretty awesome, you know, to be able to interact and stuff like that. And um, so here here we are, we're going to dive into our next topic and it's on the netflix series documentary whoa whoa hold on bro i completely forgot man our wives are here dude you almost got in trouble i almost got in trouble i was about to roll into this without even introducing them man man (laughs) got my wife here josie and my wife here jessica the ladies are here joining us on this one. So this Second is, time doing this with the ladies, right? Second time doing this with the ladies. Last time was really good. It was. It was. Boo the Boo. Thank you, Josie, boo for that, the boo. that title. <laughs> boo the Boo. But this one is not... It has to do with family, but the Woo the Boo was different mm-hmm. because it had to do... It was on the spot. We didn't have anything. You yeah. know, we kind of winged it on that That was one. off the cuff. It was off the cuff. This one, we actually... Both of our families are have been affected by this. Mm-hmm. I could say everyone in the whole world is affected by oh, yeah. this next topic. And everyone has something that they can share or had in one way, shape, or form where it's affected them negatively and positively, but more on the negative side. Yeah. Especially if you got kids. It definitely leans more towards the negative. Absolutely. So 
what we're going to dive into is the Netflix documentary called The Social Dilemma. And the dilemma it is. Yeah, yeah. The the internet and how how deadly it can be or how time-consuming it can be. So, both of our families have watched this. Not together. I know that when we did it, how was it, babe? What did we end up doing? Um, we had the kids with us. We... Yeah, the kids, we, they came, we did it in the living room, and we sat them down, we explained to them that we were going to watch a family documentary. Yep. Something like that. And that's how we did it. Yeah. So we watched it as a family. Yeah. Sat down in the living room. Yeah, I think we, uh, I put it on, we had we had company over at the time, and I put it on, on the TV since we were, it was the morning time, right? Yeah. And I think I was making breakfast or something, and I was like, hey, we should watch this, and I kind of put it on. I wanted everybody to sit down and watch. Everybody had their own things going on, but... Uh, for the most part, I think everybody still got something from it. I had watched it alone at work first, so I already knew what it was about, and I'm like, I should share this with the family. Was that when I shared it with the group of guys? Yes. Yeah, I think you when you shared it with the group, I was like, let me check this out. And so, I boom, instantly I watched it at work, and then uh, I wanted to bring it back to the family. Yeah, so let's talk about this. What you guys think about... Let me get, you know, the ladies to uh, speak on this real real quick. What did you ladies think about the documentary series, The Social Dilemma? I loved it. Uh, I thought it was very informative that you, you have people who work in social media who are willing to tell the truth about what's really going on. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't stop you from going to social media and using it for whatever you use it for, but at least you know. You can't say that, well, I didn't know. I got suckered into this and I had no idea. It's there and you feel it and you know it's happening to you, but you ignore it because it's not being said out loud. Mm-hmm. And I think this documentary isn't was important so that, so. well, I'm thinking about the kids. They go on social media. They don't care. Yeah. They don't They don't value time. Time blows by them. They're They'll stay in it all day. By them all day long. They'll stay all day if they. Oh, because they, they don't have any real responsibilities. They're just kids, no. right? right? They're looking for entertainment. Entertainment, any way right. they can get it. So it's easy for them not to even think about how valuable, how much time is wasted, right? Yeah. And so sitting down with the kids because they they are they're more the victims. Oh yeah. Here we got to grow up without social media. We know what that life is like. But they had they've had iPads since they could crawl, right? Right. You know, right? That's just their that's just their generation. So they've been introduced to it, you know, a lot earlier than we have. Yeah, coming from dial-up internet, we had to, we struggled. Oh yeah. You know, we had Yahoo Messenger, but it wasn't addictive. Like some, I think um, maybe some people were addicted, but at, you know, it wasn't to the extent that it is now, where it's like in your pocket and you can just pull it out, boom, and be on your phone all day. Yeah, because when I was growing up, I remember the AOL aim. Yeah, it's, and yeah. and. Do- you, you know when it's yeah. when it's connecting into the sound like the you internet. were cracking through the gates of hell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, that was a nasty sound, and if people were sleeping, you might woke them up with it. Oh, yeah. yeah, for real. Definitely a lot of uh, good information, but um, the kids, I like their reaction because they were like, "Oh, this is boring." Actually, my teenage boy, he was like, "Man, I didn't never thought about this in this aspect." Like. It, they, there's an agenda behind, uh, you know, keeping you there, just watching, and they're learning your pattern of what you like, and then they, so he was like very interested, in, like he was um, 
he was just really interested and I like his I like his their reaction more than anything right so yeah because documentaries they're informational I love mm-hmm. to watch documentaries I don't watch them all the time but every yeah. now and then I like to dive into something especially because it's based on facts right or a right. fact that's what a documentary is mm-hmm. it's documenting an actual thing right. an actual event right but for them I think that's the first time I've ever introduced a documentary to them Mm. you know and so that was their first time and I was like hey we're gonna sit down and we are gonna watch this once I saw the a preview I was like yeah we're gonna go ahead and do that you have no choice you're gonna sit down and watch this yeah and you know what's funny (laughs) and I I remember as a kid my mom making me do that uh and it was I forget which movie it was I really didn't want to watch it it was Forrest Gump that's what it was. That was a good. That was classic. You didn't want to see that. I didn't. As a kid, I was playing my Genesis. Come on, bro. I was in the middle of Battletoads, Double Dragon. You know, <laughs> and you're interrupting my my Battletoads for some Forrest Gump with Tom Hanks. What the heck? That sounded. And I was like fighting tooth and nail. I was so upset. She's like, nope. And she took away my Genesis. And she's like, you're gonna sit down right here on on the carpet, mm-hmm. and you're gonna watch this movie <clears throat> with us. And then halfway through the movie, I was I was captivated. Right. And I love the movie. I remember it to this day, you know? It probably wouldn't have been the best thing to show a nine-year-old, you know, or a ten-year-old at that time. <laughs> but uh, let alone, it was I was forced to do it. And so I felt like, hey, you know what? You may not like what I'm about to make you sit down and watch. Right now, the idea, you're not liking it because you can see the look on their face like, mm, you know? Yeah. But as the documentary progress like you could see them fully captivated into what it was saying yeah now the thing i like about this documentary versus other because there are some documentaries out there that are biased like uh what the health was a big one uh about two years ago and that documentary was um vegan propaganda Ah, so it was biased towards vegetarians vegetarians vegans that like living that lifestyle right and I actually know a lot of people that took that route after watching that documentary. Uh, so they were persuaded. They were persuaded, right? But with what is the social dilemma, I didn't get that feeling from that documentary. Like there was no, there was nothing biased about it. It was purely informative. Informative, yeah. And if anything, it was, you know, contradictory to the, you know, uh, the, the, temp, the climate that we live in now. You know what I mean? Like it was a very opposing, and to something that is a big issue. Absolutely, because now it in the day that we live in, people resort to social media, and some businesses thrive due to their yeah. use, the toolage of social media, mm-hmm. and how you could get your business name out there. You mm-hmm. could get your advertisement. You could get creative, your creativity and your marketing, and mm-hmm. so that's a. It's it's prevalent, but not only because of that. Now people dive into their social, their Facebook, their Pinterest, their Instagram, their Twitter, mm-hmm. their their parlor, their you Snapchat, know, their everything. Snapchat, their YouTube, their TikTok. It's a great tool. It was or, at first. It was it, a tool. It, you're right, and but now like it's become something more like okay, let me put myself out there and let me see how I, how many people I can get to like me, and so yeah. then. There's an open door toward towards um, you know teenagers you know being affected by it because you know people people's comments are not always the most the most constructive and so people fall into depression 
and there's Especially the, the other aspect of you know not handled correctly it can lead into you know um all these things that kids are depression rejection as it for a child is huge so it kind of brought an awareness towards that like hey kids you know like this mm-hmm. could happen you know and and i'm glad that she brought that up the like you know because you can even see adults struggling mm. with this or being obsessed with getting a heart or mm-hmm. like now it started off with the facebook like but now it's evolved into a yeah. a heart right and mm-hmm. that's the like button now uh and also i think linkedin tapped into that because they saw how people could use that but they have several different little actions that you could do it's not like there's a support one there's a celebrate mm-hmm. with the hands clapping yeah. you know and different things there's a curious little so a lot of different emojis and reactions on social media have stemmed and evolved from that but i'm glad you brought up that like button because in part of the trailer of this if anybody checks it out which i would highly recommend it justin robinstein or robinstein he's one of the engineers that first uh he engineered and made the like the, like the infamous like button from he designed Facebook. It. he yeah. designed it and he's on this documentary talking about how he came up with it and something that was meant for hey i like what you're doing or oh i'm over here i made this dish you know and it's like button because i like that dish he actually now fears the psychological effects that apps are having on people around the world Mm. so he actually i read in the documentary well i heard in the documentary and i read an article that he ended up deleting facebook yeah from him and he doesn't allow anybody any of his kids yeah to have any kind of social media instagram snapchat and all that good stuff. he doesn't have he doesn't allow that and the, the interesting thing is, is it's not just him a lot of these uh these creators of social media yep. and even just content creators actors Software whatever musicians creators. they don't let their children listen to their content or yeah. use these programs they don't like for instance um there was a rapper uh young jeezy who Growing up, you know, he'll talk about selling cocaine and trap or die. Uh, and on, in his own personal life, he sent his son to college and he doesn't allow his son to listen to his music. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So they're putting this this stuff out there for the world to ingest, but yeah. they won't let the people that's closest to them take it in. And there's a reason behind that because they know that it's destructive. Yeah, they know how music affects culture. They know how social media can be damaging. And so they don't let their own children. So that, that I think that says a lot about the kind of, you know, stuff that they're putting out there. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I'm thinking about what you're saying and I'm thinking about how they named this the social dilemma. Another good title would have been the moral dilemma. Yeah. yeah. Because there's a moral decline. There is. I mean, me, you know, us, we're church going folks, you know. We weren't raised in church, but we go to church now. That's part of our lives. A lot of people in the podcast that have been following us in previous episodes know our testimony, know where we come from. But at the same time, it's one of those things that it's 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 part of our social culture, right? Mm-hmm. And we can see that there's, like, if I'm going to make a business, I'm going to make a business that is going to be, I'm going to have some sort of moral compass where it's like, hey, this is going to be to serve not only for my family, as far as 
you know, profit, but it's going to serve a greater good, hopefully, depending on what that business is. And if you're a Christian, I hope that you would have the same. But let's be honest, not everybody within this world is Christian, right? Obviously, Obviously. you know, people Mm -hmm. believe other things and other people for the name of money and success would go ahead and sacrifice whatever that moral compass is or that moral compass little by little begins to fade away. And now it's all in in the name of money. So just like these artists, they begin to choose these dreams and admirate, you know, the admirations of the people, Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be, but you're putting products out there regardless of of the consequences you don't care about what the consequences as long as you get paid mm-hmm. but you're smart enough to tell your family and your kids where it's like hey don't listen to this hey all of this is a lie don't or listen don't, to this yeah let me give you the insight on this we're pushing this forward but this is all a lie let let the suckers take advantage of right. this you know this is just this is just to make money exactly it's a business it's a business think about it. you go on social media like i go on pinterest and i look up a recipe and in order for me to get to the recipe, I have to scroll through all these different ads that are constantly popping. Yeah. And the longer they can get us to stay on a website or something, the more, you know, we're going to see all these ads and they just keep us captivated. And so it's, it is a business and they're pushing for, you know, to promote whatever they want us to. Yeah. I think it's crazy because we are just regular people. You know, celebrities see and live in a completely different world than we do. Mm-hmm. And they use social media. That Social media is their lifestyle. And for them not to allow their children to enter into that world says a lot because they know what the monster eats. They watch the monster devour people. And... They use that monster so they could put food on the table. Mm-hmm. So they protect their kids, but there are mm-hmm. other kids out here. Right. You know, our next generation is being fed to the monster, basically. Right. And um, they see a worse part of what's going on than the normal man. Right. So, you know we allow our kids to have some taste of social media. You know, we, we don't allow them to indulge too much, but they don't do it at all. So there, there has to be something there, something more there that they know that we don't know, or we don't right. see, you know? No, absolutely. And, you know, I know how our church, we don't, we don't do television. Right. But, that's not just like a potter's house doctrine. There are a lot of successful people that don't watch TV. They look at it as a, a, a waste of time. You know, it's, it's um, non-productive and they don't allow their children to do it either, right? So I think a lot of these things are not just, you know, from the perspective of the church, but just what do successful people do? Mm-hmm. What are some habits of well, successful yeah. people? And you know what? That's something that I think nowadays that people are curious onto. Like, I think there's articles or different books that are made where how to be a millionaire or what what are the habits of millionaires. Right. And it's like, oh, I want to tap into that because I want to know, you mm-hmm. know, what made them successful. Yeah. And some of the basic habits, you know. And that's one of them for sure. Right. None of these books say sitting down on the couch for eight hours watching TV. Binge watching, the Game you of know, 
no, no book is going to tell you that. And so I think we just overall have to be careful of what, you know, what we ingest and how much of it we ingest because too much of anything can make you sick. And one thing we, you said, like, uh, I think Josie said it, 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 it's a tool it, only if you look at it from that perspective, because it can either be a tool or you can be the tool and it'll use you. Ooh. Right. So it, I think you wrote this down in your notes too, but there's only two, two, um, businesses per se that call their two industries, two industries that call their customers, customers users. Yep. And that's drugs, illegal drugs and, and software. That's right, man. Right. And, um, one thing that I found interesting is um, he said you have to when whenever you're you see something that's for free or, or or a service or anything like that you have to find out what the product is like how are they making their money you know we're we're giving this thing our attention overall that is the product is us they want our attention so that they can throw these ads out there you see an ad. And an ad sells you something that you didn't even think that you needed. And they throw it out there and then boom, you go to their website, you buy it. That's all they wanted. They wanted to they wanted to get your attention, to look at this ad, and then to buy it. Yep. And that and that that was huge. And that's how we I was just I can't remember who I was telling this to recently, but that's how we have so many uh so many social media personalities and influencers and content creators. They're able to make money they're able to what's a what's the monetize yeah. these things through ads. Mm-hmm. You go to someone's channel, you see an ad, they get paid. Why? Because they got your attention. Yep. I I found that very eye opening. Yeah. I knew it a small amount of it to a you know to an extent, but the way that this documentary broke that down in particular, I was like, wow. No, absolutely. Where they even dramatized, you know, how let's say YouTube, and you have three people in like a command center mm-hmm. and they before them is like a virtual you and they have different they're they're looking at different content right. and trying to keep that person entertained their whole goal was to try to keep you on their yes. platform as long as possible i don't know if you caught it but did you see how initially when it started out it just looked like a silhouette yeah, it, it was a silhouette. Yeah, that's it was right. just a profile, like yep. a profile of a human shape. Yeah, it was. And the further they got into it, they the built, more the more detailed, detailed it got. The more detailed that right virtual person looked. It was good. And it looked almost identical to what the person looked like in real life because mm-hmm. uh, they began to pick up a lot of the habits that that individual did. That what he liked, and the like button of the different content that was oh, put up on the side. And if we think about it. A lot of our YouTube profiles, things are going to pop up on the side pane of different things that you've liked before or that yep. you've liked to watch, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's scary. It is. I think they said everything you do online is carefully used to monitor you. Absolutely. What were you going to say? Um, look at the history of everything, every single search that you mm-hmm. make. So they're able to build a profile ba- uh, based on that. And an ad can also not only be a product, but it can also be like the, an image of a person. Like, right. And I don't know why I keep going back to teens because we have teens and sometimes, you know, they, they struggle and they see this beautiful 
mm-hmm. um, young woman and they have perfect nose, the perfect shape, and you know, then they want to be that, and so they can be like so. I think an ad also can be an image of something that they want to shape you to be. Right. So that is that's dangerous. There's it is danger in that. So. Yeah, because the ads that they also put up are the ones that they cost money. Mm-hmm. Or the ones that can bring the most profit. Mm-hmm. So, oh, okay, they like something that's close to this product that we have. Let's throw this on there. And when they throw it on there, and if they get you to click the like yeah. or to click that video, then they receive some sort of profit mm-hmm. for you clicking on that ad. Yep. And so that is very dangerous because they're, in one way, shape, or form, they're they're coming through your defenses psychologically and almost controlling you. Right. To a certain point. Yeah, and, and something else that Josie said to kind of bounce off of that, uh, a lot of kids now, you know, back in the day, uh, a lot of kids, the most common struggle for a, a young girl would be, I'm too fat, right? I'm, I'm not skinny enough. And so anorexia was a big thing. But now that we have social media and we have all of these influencers and you have these filters that can change the way that you look, now girls have a whole nother type of body dysmorphia to where now right now it's not just how much you weigh now it's like you said your nose oh i wish my lips were bigger oh my eyebrows aren't right so kids are actually wanting to get surgeries to look like they do in the filters and i don't know if i heard it on that documentary i think i heard it on that was it on that documentary Somebody told the surgeon, make yeah. me look like this filter. Yeah. Make me look like how this filter makes me look. Right. Make my face look like that. So on top of that, yeah. so now girls are posting pictures and they're not getting the amount of likes that they expected. Uh, uh, and, and so that is a shot to a, ch- a child's confidence. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just, it builds up. It builds up and it's very hard on our teens. What was that slim thick that you said? What the heck is that? Uh, I you know I remember you know back in the uh, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, the uh, the early two thousands, mm-hmm. and the models at that time were so skinny. Mm-hmm. They were sickly skinny. Mm-hmm. You don't see that nowadays, mm-hmm. and you see a lot of today's models are not actual models. They, they're Instagram models. They're Instagram models. They model clothing. Um, a lot of the models we have. Uh, in like high fashion they're not as skinny as they used to be nope. so now the girls they want a little tiny waist but they they want their breasts to be bigger they want their their legs and their butt but to, to be, be bigger. bigger or and then you have the fitness community um which is there there's a lot of there could be a lot of confusion there because you have people like kim kardashian she's had surgeries but she'll show herself working out in a body shaper and that's that's there's so many lies there that a young girl to look at that and believe that that's attainable without surgery or some kind of unrealistic expectation is, is insane. But that's social media right now for, for little girls. And you have our boys looking at that in social media and they're looking for that in real life. And yeah, it's not thinking that there. That's what they're going to find out in the street. It's, it's not. Like- yeah. That's not realistic, bro. It's an artificial reality that's being built up 
in the minds of our children. An expectation that's unattainable. Uh, unrealistic expectation. That's unattainable. Yep. You know what's crazy? You you mentioned, babe. You mentioned the uh, like button and how depressing it can be to a kid if they don't get enough likes in something. You guys ever watch that movie, Wreck-It Ralph? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think part two, Wreck-It Ralph, mm-hmm. it had to do with... I don't know if I saw part two. It was the girl, I guess. She went into like a virtual... I think it was... Like, oh, it, it was... She was introduced to the high-speed internet. And oh, yeah. saw how the... Di- it's like fast-moving, fast-paced. Right, and right. And she became really popular or he became really popular. One of the two. I think she became really popular mm-hmm. at doing something. Doing something. She was raised... Uh, she, you know, like... They went into the internet to find a... Uh, a missing part. Right. And but in, in going into looking, the World Wide Web. Right. They, um, I can't remember. So Sorry. the point that I was trying to make was <laughs> that she ended up becoming really popular and they had like some sort of form of YouTube thing that made her a star or get a whole bunch of hearts. That's right. I did see yeah. that. And then, but then. I think it was, it was Ralph that made this video. I think he hurt himself. That's right. Yeah. And they had to keep doing videos to, get, videos to stay relevant. To get, exactly. To, to get more relevant. likes. But that's then right. they, one of them. That's right. But then one of them the made a mistake and went into the room where all the comments yes. are. Oh, that's right. And then saw, mm. like, he saw all the likes and said, oh, this is dope. But the moment that he went and in to see the comments, he saw how people were shot pretty much pointing out his all of his imperfections mm. in like unfiltered bro you know and this is a cartoon movie right but i'm like yo how realistic is that in right. real life on you can see the they captured perfectly the emotions of what somebody would feel i can imagine feeling right especially a teenage girl or uh. a teenage boy you know you put something out there and you feel pretty pretty proud of yourself yeah and the amount of likes determining how happy you are with that content. Yeah. And then you start reading through the comments. Mm. And because it's put out there to the worldwide web, yep. the world has access to this. And anybody around the world could access your video. And everybody's judging you. And everybody's judging you. I don't and think... people are really, really ruthless when it comes to that. Yeah. I don't think people are made to be judged by so many people. I don't think that people are made to be put on a pedestal. No. To display yourself for the whole world to see. Right, right. Because we're all imperfect, bro. We are. And it, and if you do put yourself up there, don't read the comments. Yeah. I think no, don't read the comments. Yeah. Don't read the comments because it'll mess you up. Like, I think if, if you are in a position like that, uh, I can't remember. I think it was a comedian that I heard say it. But he says he doesn't he doesn't read his comment sections because they're, they're non-constructive. And the people reading them are... It's just uh, them self-conscious about themselves, so they're projecting that into the comment section, right? Mm. And so he says, you know, what I do is I have my closest friends that I go to for real feedback, mm. you know? But kids, they, they're not mature enough to always understand that. Yeah. Because you got some of these, some of these content creators are young, young, young on, on YouTube mm-hmm. or Twitch, whatever it may be, whatever platform. And they're not, they're not mature enough to say, okay, these people in the comment section are ignorant. Let me go to my friend to get some real feedback. Yeah. They're going to take all of that in and then start to build up their self-worth mm-hmm. or lack of self-worth. Try to find their value. And try to find their value. How much value they don't have in the world. <laughs> and that's dangerous, man. Yeah, because the depression could quickly set in. 
and begin to change your outlook. So, so moving along in this, initially, what was your, um, babe, what was your thoughts about social media when it first came out? Um, well, uh, social, like when first, when Facebook first came out, was it Facebook or the, no, MySpace, uh, MySpace. uh, well, before that it was Black Planet. Yeah, I, I had a black that was, planet. That was old. I had no business having a black planet. I had a black planet. Kind of you had a MySpace. Um, I used my MySpace a little bit. I remember, <laughs> I remember taking pictures and editing them on the computer, and that was they were so stupid. They were like all kind of crazy <laughs> effects and, and colors and stuff. Um, I remember taking booty on the sink pictures lord of mercy <laughs> this was, this edit was, this out hey this was before jesus this is before jesus so your pictures. yeah yeah a little bit um but the one thing that stands out to me for 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 myself i remember and i i deleted my facebook i deleted my facebook uh not long after we joined the church because i i heard a story about a woman who she was addicted to a game that I was addicted to. The Petville or Farmville? Petville. Petville. I would play this game for hours. Just I would get done with my chores and I think it's my turn to relax, so I'm gonna relax. But I just had uh Aiden. Aiden was uh my second baby boy. And he was still a baby. I was about to give him a bath. So I'm in the computer room, but I left the TV on in my bedroom and the news came on and I'm listening to the story. I'm playing Petville at the time, listening to the story of this woman. She forgot the bath water was running and her baby drowned while she was playing Petville on Facebook. That day I deleted my Facebook. I deleted my Facebook that day. I was running the water for Aiden. He wasn't in the tub. You were run, you were prepping it. That for was, him. that was enough. Yeah, I As was prepping that. it for him. That was enough. That's all I needed. Wow. Yeah, and I deleted Facebook, and I didn't have social media at all up until just recently. For um, your for your business. For my business, I I started doing nails, and okay, somebody for the nails. Okay, go ahead. Well, I wasn't gonna. She's I wasn't best. going. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to get a social media. This was something that was personal i had asked god do you want me to do this or not and if you don't want me to do this then don't let me find a school but if it's okay with you help me to find a school that i can afford and that happened you know uh me and another sister in the church bianca started going to school together and somebody told me you know i think it was bianca you should get an instagram and and post some of the pictures so that you can advertise so that you can get more clients and it'll help you pay for school. I was very reluctant to do it because I remember how it felt. So she pretty much wanted you to use it like a tool. She wanted me to use it like a tool. And I still do use it like a tool. Right. Um, and to communicate with people that I know. Like, I don't have that many friends on social media. Most of the people are just actual family and family from church. Very, we have very a joint, small. We have a joint Facebook that yeah. I set up, uh, I think it was years ago. I think so, what it yeah. what it was is I took my Facebook and, put and my I put her it. name on it with me, so it's Raymond and Jessica, and so now we have a joint Facebook page, and that's just 
I rarely get on there. I never use When it. Trump was elected, they, it turned into a toxic hole. And I was just like, I can't. Everybody has their opinions. And everyone's opinion is, uh, is fact. And that's the it, you couldn't that's sway anyone. Treated. You couldn't sway anyone. People couldn't be There's changed. no having a cordial conversation. No cordial conversation because people are discussion. keyboard warriors. Keyboard and, warriors. And they will, they, will, <laughs> they will type so much disrespect through the internet. And never say it to you. That's why I really love face-to-face conversations. Absolutely. Because you can't hide behind a keyboard. You're going to say what you really want to say to me in person. And you're going to think twice about what And you're going to think twice about it, yeah, right? Because I'm right in front of your face. Exactly. Exactly. And that's how I feel about it. So, you know, you know, so just to alleviate getting into argument after argument, I just kind of pulled back from even getting on. Every so often I get on, throw a little, I'll throw a little grenade. Uh, Trump is the best post, <laughs> and then and yeah. then dip out, and then see that what is, people do. Check it like a two years later. That is troll status <laughs> right there. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. See, I like trolling in real life. Uh, it's, it's fun. Oh, I troll in real life. Uh, you already know. Oh, I know that. We. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's interesting, man. That's that's pretty cool. So yeah. So so based off of, like what I was just talking about, how people build up, like you, they can't be swayed. Mm-hmm. And the documentary mentioned something like that along the lines of people, they get wrapped up in their their world. How social media, they take all your likes, they take all your posts, and they sum you up, and then they start feeding you all of the stuff that represents you. And it's so, almost like the world is telling you who you are. Exactly. Where it should be and the other way around. And supporting you and supporting all your ideas. Right. So it's it's grouping you up with all the people that think just like you. Mm-hmm. And then in your mind, you're like, this is what the world is. Yeah. This is how everyone in the world thinks. Yeah. When that's not really the fact. One thing I, I found interesting was the local Google searches. Yes. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. That was enlightening information right there. Local. Go ahead. Dive, dive into it a little bit. Local Google searches. So if you, if you have no idea what that is. Let's say I'm in a liberal state. Let's just let's just say California. Right. And I type in abortion, right? Right. Google will auto-populate uh, results before you even hit enter. You hit abort. You type in abortion and it says the first thing that pops up if you're in California, a liberal state, it'll say abortion clinics near you, right? First result. Now, you take that same a word abortion and you type that into google in a conservative state let's just say south carolina mm-hmm. you type in abortion it's going to say abortion prevention hotline or something abortion it'll auto populate something something based on the conservative views of that area yeah mm-hmm. and i didn't know that was a thing mm-hmm. and that's scary right because now, because it's almost dividing the people, it is keeping the people 100% divided, divided. keeping the people divided. Because I was amazed when okay, just recently, and if my sister listens to this, she's gonna laugh because she remembers this. This was recently, she came down for Thanksgiving and we were playing the game board sequence. I don't know if you ever played it, yeah, it has so. to do with a whole bunch of cards and stuff like that. Yeah. And in sequence, it's almost like Connect Four, but Connect Five. Oh, okay. So you have a deck of cards. It's it's a game board that has the cards on there, right? And so they take the jacks out 
but the jacks are in your deck, but they're not on the board. So what mm. you got to do is whatever card that you draw out, like the king of clubs, then you put your chip on the king of clubs. And you and your other teammate, without talking to each other, have to try to align five in a row. Oh, wow. And it's all mixed up. It's an awesome game, it's bro. Really game. So, that sounds fun. So anyways, the jacks are taken out on purpose. The, tra- the jacks act like a trump card, like a wild card. Mm-hmm. So the two-eyed jacks, you, they act as a wild card where you could... Throw down a two-eyed jack, and you could put that chip wherever on the whole board. Mm. A one-eyed jack, you could drop that, and you could take away a chip from anywhere on the board. Pretty awesome. That's, that sounds so, good. Oh, it's, bro, I'm telling you. So anyways, we were setting it up, and I was explaining the you know the rules to my sister and her son, William. He's, how old is William, babe? He's like nine going on ten. The dude is awesome. I love that little guy, bro. <laughs> he, he, we When he was staying with us during COVID... He saw that we would always bless the food. Yeah. And so he caught on to, I was like, you know what? How about you bless the food this time? And he ended up, and he's, he's, he's taken that with him to New York. He's like Tupi's age, right? He's a year and a half. He's going to be nine in January. Yeah. So you're like a year and a half younger. So the dude is awesome. As I'm explaining this, I go, okay, so the Jack acts as a Trump card. And he looks at me, he's like, you mean Biden? And I'm like, wow. And and she smiles, and I smile too. And I'm like, no, nah, bro, that's not what I mean. <laughs> it, and I'm like, it's always been the trump card, right? Like that's that's what it's called. It's the trump card. And he's like, I don't understand. And I'm like, probably because up north you hear Biden everything. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Trump has been around way longer. Just the oh, card, just trump, that saying. Trump used to be cool. Oh, uh, the trump card. That means that it it's a, the winning card, right? He didn't like that, bro. Really? Because in New York, it's they primarily, hate Trump. they hate Trump, bro. They hear Trump and they, they hear racist. So he's already conditioned in yeah. that because that's New York. That's New York used is. to love Trump though, man. They did. Of course they the did. The Trump Towers. Yo, they, Trump when Trump was a when Trump was a playboy before he was I don't want to get into politics, but before he was president, uh, New York oh, loved, loved Trump. Mm-hmm. Everybody loved man, him. Man, Trump. Now, Trump. Everybody hates him. But as soon as he got elected, blank Donald were, Trump. Yep. Wow. That's right. How so anyways, that was that's pretty interesting, but it goes along the same of depending on where you are, that's what's spoken of and Google mm-hmm. and all these social medias, they add on to that. They 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 you know help the flame, build they're, the flame. They're on building it. your own virtual reality. Mm-hmm. But all of this is virtual because all these teens, a lot of them or people that are in social media and they live in it, they bask in it. They are socially awkward human beings. Not all of them, but a lot of the teens, they don't learn how to socialize, you know, like to have a conversation one-on-one. That is true. A lot mm-hmm. of people struggle with that. I've seen that. And so... So, which brings me to my next yeah. point that I wanted to add. And mm. we're going to begin to wind this down and bring it to a close. Yeah. Uh, but uh, because we want to be considerate of the listener's time, of course. But let me bring up this this point. So do we see this issue of the social dilemma in our lives directly? And how are we battling it for the sake of our kids? Mm. Because we, we're millennials. Everyone in this group, we were born after 1983 or, or 1983. Like I was born in 1983. I'm the oldest here. But we're considered millennials, mm-hmm. right? So the social dilemma, we could be, we have dealt with, the dilemma of being stuck on social media. Yeah. Right? How are we, how do we see this working in our lives and how can we battle it for the sake of our kids? Because right. they're going to 
they see through our example, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. They exemplify what we do. Yeah. So what do you guys think? How do you see it? How do you battle it in your life? Um, for me, I I use social media for my business, for, for nails. So I, I'll post a picture every now and then if I do something and I like it, I'll, I'll post it. Sometimes I post stuff that I'm not really proud of. I'll post it just so I can show other people what I've done. But if I don't get a lot of likes, I don't take it personal. And I remember why I deleted social media before. So I, and, I, and I didn't really want to, to do it in the first place. So I don't take it personal. And I try to spend as little time with social media as possible. Like it, does, it doesn't feel good. I don't like it. After I, I look down at the time and 30 minutes have gone by, I start to feel sick. Mm-hmm. Like I could have done something with that time. Um, so I try to spend as little time with it as possible. I, I, if, if I'm on it longer than a couple of minutes, I'm probably talking to somebody, mm-hmm. you know, socializing with somebody, sending a message to somebody. I get a lot of messages from friends. They send me all kind of memes and videos. It's funny just to check in with people. Um, we have another sister who moved away from Virginia to Texas a year ago. And I use it to talk to her and she'll post her social media cause she, uh, she wants to be an influencer. So she's just getting started up and I'm supporting her. So if I do that, you know, I try to just keep it right there. And if I go over that, I, I feel really guilty. Cause I could have spent time with the kids mm-hmm. for that time. But, but that's my solution is to be mindful of looking at my phone. Being or example. being in social media be and an example. being an example and we take the phone away mm-hmm. from the kids yeah uh, i i don't mind our kids never having a phone they can get a phone when they can buy it themselves right right now it's it's a it's a gift mm-hmm. it's a privilege it's a privilege they don't have to have it they don't need it for life my no. grandfather my grandfather is in his 60s my grandmother has a phone, is addicted to Facebook. As soon as she got a Facebook, that was her life every day. When she's home by herself, well, my grandfather's out in the barns. My grandmother's on the couch mm-hmm. smoking a cigarette and on Facebook. So, <laughs> so that's, that, that's, that's interesting you brought that up because what does that say? What does that say? That, says, that tells us that it's not just a young problem. Either. Yeah, it's not. And if, uh, if a 70-year-old... Seven-year-old woman mm-hmm. can be addicted to Facebook. Mm-hmm. Anybody. Anybody can. It's the dopamine effect that gets triggered, and that's something that it's a chemical that your brain releases whenever something feels good. And drugs, that's why drugs are so addictive, is because when you get high, it, it triggers mm-hmm. that dopamine chemical that makes you feel good. Cocaine, it has the same effect. Yep. Cigarettes, it has the same effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, roller alcohol, coasters. It has, roller coasters. <laughs> that same effect. Adrenaline. There's a dopamine yeah. that gets released. Um, there's also different uh, vices. Mm-hmm. You know, like in the men, pornography. Yeah. That's why it's so dangerous. That's why it's so addictive. And addictive because dopamine gets released, and some sort of dopamine is released when with dealing with social media, man. Yeah. There was one little clip in that documentary where it shows a phone sitting on a table 
and then a notification goes up, and the eye lights up, and it shows like if the pupil dilates, and you can see a dopamine hit. Yeah, that's just right. from getting like a notification. Just for getting a notica- notification, and I was like, that right there is the feeling. Uh, yeah. When um, when I post something to Twitter, like promoting my my Twitch channel or something like that. Yeah. And then I see a boom notification for Twitter. I'm like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Ah, somebody liked it. Dope. And it's like a it's slight. Like a happy pill. It's a little yeah, happy yeah. pill. Yeah. Like, mm, little pill. Yeah. And it tastes good. It, it tastes good, but we just have to be mindful. Yeah. I think that's the key. And like she said, yeah. like setting a limit with the kids, being an example, but also being mindful of the beast. The Bible tells us a devil exposed is a devil defeated, right? That's right. So if we know what tools the enemy is using against us, we can circumvent that, right? That's right. We can circumvent it. With and wisdom. With wisdom, right? And do I believe that there's a balance in social media uh, consumption? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think it, it's all negative because there's some really positive things that I've seen yeah, on social content. media. Yeah. And I believe it started out that way. Right. But as it became ingrained in society and everybody got a cell phone in their pocket. And everyone and, has their own agenda that they yep, want to go for. Agendas, businesses started getting involved. Mm-hmm. And then they found out, hey, we can sway elections mm. with, with, with Google searches and stuff like this. That's when it started getting really dark. Yeah. And so that's where we are now. And as long as we are aware of what's happening, we can we can be we can we can defeat it. We can get ahead of it. We can get ahead of it. Yeah. Right? I think that I think that's the key there. That's pretty good. Well, how about you, babe? Social dilemma, how you battling it for the sake of our kids. I don't really think that you have a she doesn't, bro. And I dislike You have no profile. I've never liked social media because I've seen what it's done to other people. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I don't even like posting pictures of myself, taking selfies or like... Bro, for the longest time, I've <laughs> tried to convince her to create her own Instagram, mm-hmm. to create her own Facebook. Right. And she's like, no, for what? I don't yeah. need to be putting myself out there. And yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, that's great. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, do something... To me, it's kind of like, do something girly. Like, do something know, girly. Yeah. <laughs> And she is girly in her own way, but she's girly in real life, in right. interaction. Mm-hmm. And that's how she I like preferred. face-to-face uh, contact. That's good. And um, But as far as, like, even with the kids, I was so against it. And, you know, uh, there is a balance, you know, for us not to completely keep them like, oh, no, you can never have this. In a bubble. In a mm-hmm. bubble. And so Cause then this it's is kinda where like me and my husband, yeah. um, and they just we, escape we it. have the balance of that and and through uh, different things that happened, so we had to kind of like, okay, so this is uh, distracting you, or this is, we're going to have to, you know, take it back and mm-hmm. kind of um, create a balance in them. So with this whole social dilemma stuff, I think us having them sit down and watch it with us, it's kind of like, um, I don't know, make them aware mm-hmm. and kind of like teaching them what's out there like. Yeah. Um, don't be complete, completely like naive that you know. I don't know. Just, um, I don't know what to say. Don't be ignorant. Yeah, just educate your kids. Yeah, you know, like be for their best interest, and it's not completely bad. But I, I'm sure that um, we can keep them and I don't know, help them grow. Yeah, but too much of anything is <laughs> bad. Drink too much water, yeah. you'll die. Exactly, and yeah. You know, too much of anything is bad. And so, uh, she 
Jessica touched on the part where, hey, you know, our kids don't need to have. No. Don't they don't need to have a phone? They don't need to have it. But here's the problem that I ran into was in giving them their their phone and trying to give them not letting them stay in a bubble completely. All right, I'll. And what I love about iPhone is that they have to ask permission. If they're minors, they have to ask permission to download any apps. I get a notification on my phone that'll say either approve or reject. Yeah. And so when the whole TikTok thing came out, TikTok mm-hmm. is big right now. It's huge. Now it's kind of, it's transforming not only from little little dance moves, but now people are putting recipes. They're doing oh, their business yeah. on there. It's evolving where now it's becoming more of a tool. It's being more streamlined like Instagram is mm-hmm. instead of it just being a cool little dancing pro, pro right. platform mm-hmm. where you can show your latest dance moves and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the reasons why I don't like TikTok in the first place. Right. You know, But that's just me. I don't have TikTok. My wife definitely doesn't have TikTok. But my kids, Annie, made a TikTok, and my son, Angelo, made a TikTok. Mm-hmm. And now, it was pretty cool seeing how creative he got with some of his posts. Right. Because his is based on, he loves anime, but there's a balance with that, right? Right. And so, but I would notice how how much, like, there's a lot of toxicity on that thing, bro. There is. A lot of dangers in that, especially for a teenage boy yeah. to be diving into. Oh, 100%. Without any checks and balances. Right. And the same thing with Annie in posting her little cute little dances and stuff. I'm like, well, hold on, girl. Like, some of these things is, yeah. I don't want to, I don't, I don't like you moving like that. Yeah. For nobody. Yeah. You know, and for you to put it out there for the whole world to see, that's a negative. You yeah. are, no. Mm-hmm. It ain't happening. I don't need her putting herself out there like that, pretty yeah. much. I don't think that any girl, it's, it gives that feedback of, oh, I like it. You mm-hmm. know, I love that. Yeah. And it creates a bad habit, mm-hmm. a habit of that, that dopamine hit. So, in bringing this to a close, I don't know if you have anything else to add. Uh, no. No. I think that's it. So, I mean, I appreciate the ladies joining us on this. This is going to be a pretty cool one, and we're going to see through the feedback. But mm-hmm. bringing this episode to a close, uh, I'd like to pretty much say how we uh, in social media, and it's just like what the KTB is. KTB stands for keeping the balance. There's a balance in everything, and too much of one thing can be bad. So Absolutely. with social media, not inherently evil, because we know that there's good things in there. But there has to be a balance that we can keep. And in that balance, that if we keep that balance, we could bring that to our kids, you know, and we could be able to exemplify that where they could be able to kind of pick up our exampleship and be able to have a balance within themselves. Right. You know, so putting one more plug in for our uh, social media. Right. Again, uh, we always like to hear feedback from our listeners. You can reach out to us on Twitter at the KTB Podcast and also on Instagram at the KTB Podcast. And if you want to email us, you can email us at ktbpodcast at gmail.com. And we are in the process of starting up a YouTube channel. There's yeah. some a few things that need to be worked out there, but YouTube videos coming soon. Uh, so it'll just be pretty much just an insight, a visual insight into the KTB Podcast. Same audio, uh, but it just adds another dynamic to the KTB podcast. And uh, we'd love you guys to get in on that. And one final note, uh, we, we love support from you guys and we love hearing from you guys, but 
Also, we're going we're gonna to be starting a Patreon. So if you guys want to support us financially, monetarily, we could use that and that money would go into building up this podcast. And so it would improve our quality and it would keep good content coming to you guys. So if that's something that you guys would be interested in, I'll be linking that in the description of the, uh, the episode. And so that's Patreon. So if you guys want to support us that way. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, we're trying yeah. to we're trying to build this up. Right now we got one mic, you know, and we're trying to build it up to having four mics, maybe five. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. Hey, Nas started with one mic. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, well, thank you for joining us. Any last nickels around the room? Uh, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. It's always good. It's yeah, always good. Enjoy and this time, yeah. And I'm pretty sure that the audience will definitely love it. So, appreciate that, and KTB out. Later. If you like what you just heard and you want to support the podcast, consider becoming a patron. Head on over to patreon.com backslash the KTB podcast and become a patron today. All of your support will go to improving the viewing and listening experience. Thank you for your support. It is much appreciated.